The Evolve Network is now live at evolvenetwork.tv. Subscribe for meal plans, recipes, cooking shows, and our very own The Magic Pill and The Magic Plant, as well as access to my favorite documentaries. The Evolve Network is also home to our full library of podcasts, with new release podcasts airing first and in full on the channel. You can also watch selected vodcasts in a video format. Meanwhile, enjoy this highlight of our podcast and head over to evolvenetwork.tv for the full Evolve podcast experience. The Evolve with Pete Evans podcast is a conversation about my favorite ingredients for a healthy human experience. We take an informed look at topics that include nutritional and emotional well-being as well as expanded consciousness. I love exploring the topics that are not traditionally taught at school and take a deep dive into them with my special guests. I invite you to sit back and come along for the ride with an open mind and heart and please share with your family and friends as these podcasts may just be the seed from which many things will flourish from. Cheers. We've been using Waters Co. water filters for the last 10 years and I wholeheartedly trust my family's health with them. Waters Co., established 1977, have personal and domestic water filters, which turns your ordinary tap water into great tasting, alkaline, ionized mineral water, which removes up to 99.9% of fluoride, heavy metals, chemicals, and bacteria, so you can love your tap water again. The Bio 1000 is the latest edition of the BMP 1000 model and the culmination of over 40 years of experience and research into water filtration by some of the world's leading scientists. Waters Co. was first to market with natural gravity-fed systems, creating alkaline water way back in 1984, and have continued to lead the market in research and development, setting the benchmark for all other brands to follow. Please go to my webpage, PeteEvans.com, to learn more and to receive your special discount from my link on the products page. You're going to love it. David, thank you so much for joining us once again. How are you, my friend? Couldn't be better, Pete. Great to see you. Hey, great to see you too. I love the background. What have you got there? Tell me about that. You, you know, it's it is the integral accounting color scheme. It's it's my uh, my my six dimensions that I teach people in all of our courses. The six dimensions of reality, and it's set against a stylized um, image of actually one of my very favorite pieces of art in the world. Um, very few people know this piece of art, but it's actually a, a, a really cool thing. Um, in the mosque in Ahmedabad, India, there is a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous alabaster carving of the Tree of Life. And when I was over there, I used to go lecture there all the time. And I'd walk past the mosque. And every time I saw that, that Tree of Life, I just was blown away by the complexity of how somebody who was a stone carver could get these ornate, ornate little details and fragments and little pieces of the window. And so I took a photograph of it and I decided to stylize it. So that is the Mosque of Omnibod alabaster carved tree of life stylized into our logo. How, how cool is that? I love it. it. It actually looks so, so cool. It suits you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it does. It, 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 kind of, it kind of makes a little stained glass window, a little mystery. Who knows? If Foster Gamble in Thrive can float in a, uh, in a vortex, I can, I can sit in front of a uh, tree of life. You can, mate. You, you, you deserve it. And it's um, exactly where you're meant to be right now. That's for sure. <laughs> Tell me about the... Um, That's the exactly right. 
Tell me about the six philosophies that you just mentioned. Do you mind just taking us through a, a brief description of them about the universe, the realities? Oh, yeah. Well, listen, so absolutely. So so from the very literal beginning, I mean, if we if we use all of our stories of where beginnings and ends are, um, if we go to the beginning, what we realize is that that the way in which that nature organizes itself is it goes through six transformations. It starts with matter and energy. So it starts with the stuff that we use to make the stuff that there is. That stuff is then then put into a context. The second piece, uh, so the, the yellow wedge represents that matter and energy. We call that commodity. The second wedge is custom and culture. It's the way we perceive reality. It's the perspectives. It's the lenses that we put on things where we say something is a giraffe and something else is a tree and something else is water. Those are all names that we put on expressions of reality. So our custom and culture, the blue wedge, is, is really about the distinction of things. The purple wedge, knowledge or gnosis, the Greek concept of the deep understanding of the essence of a thing, is when we realize that everything individuates for a purpose. So everything has a purpose. Everything has an order. Everything has a role to play. Everything is there with purpose. And so that's that knowledge place, the knowing of, of the what you're here to do, what, what your role is, how you fit into the, the scheme of the world. The, the fourth wedge, the green wedge, we call that money or value. It's the way in which we prioritize those things in particular situations. So how do you go about making the decision that something is more or less important in each and every moment? What are the rules? What are the standards that are set for that? The fifth wedge, the gray one, is technology. It's the way we have consensus experience. It's the way I can do a thing so that I can share the experience that I had with you. And technology is about making sure that we can reproduce a consensus experience. So whether it's the language we use, it's the words and the letters we use to create our language. These are all things that we didn't create. These are ordered so that we have the ability to share a consensus experience. And that's a beautiful way to think of technology outside of what we mostly think of technology, which is these crazy things we plug into walls. Those, those are mostly addiction forms of technology. They're actually not technology themselves. And the sixth and final wedge, the red wedge, is well-being. When everything is ordered and everything is organized and performing the way it's meant to be, then the system is engaged at liberty. And this is a very important concept. This sixth concept is the principle that says that when everything is acting the way it was meant to be acting, everything is at liberty to be itself. And so these six dimensions, which we teach in our fully live courses and our breathing enterprise and our integral accounting courses, all are about making sure people get connected with the fact that when you think you know a thing, whatever the thing is, you probably know only one sixth of the thing. And so what we try to do is we try to teach a process called slowing down to the speed of consciousness, where we examine everything that we do, everything that we have, everything that we interact with through these six dimensional lenses so that we can actually really understand the essence of a thing. Oh, I love it. I love it, brother. Like what you've just talked about there just, just makes so much sense. And yeah, it just brings me great joy because I was on a podcast yesterday, actually I was with um, 
I was invited to talk to the Chiropractors Association of the United Kingdom, or one one chapter of it, I believe. And and I was saying how, yeah. as human beings, how intelligent we are, how technologically advanced we are. But when you look around the Western world, all you see is sickness, disease, obesity, pharmaceutical addiction, and technological addiction, so to speak, <laughs> in one realm. Right. And 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 I look at that. And there is a simple solution. I do believe there is a simple solution to bring all of those six elements back into alignment and, and to embody that and then to yep. expre- express that. And, and I know the last time that we had you on the podcast, I asked you some pretty deep questions about how can there be people in the world that are behind this, this last two years that we've seen manifest and and you, you explained pretty pretty bluntly how it can be, um, but I also have a feeling over the last two years that we've needed to step through this or or experience this in such great just the depth of which we've had to experience the last two years for us to realise that this is not the path for humanity. It's not the path. Do you believe we've had to have gone through this period over the last two years for our species, the human species, to to choose a different path forward? Take me through your conceptualization and your understanding and big picture thinking over the last two years and prior to that. And, And the reason that I say prior to that is so many people still cannot see the corruption and the deception and that there potentially could be an agenda against the human species. Whereas for 10 years when I studied diet and nutrition, that opened my eyes to the level of deception and corruption that existed in that realm, which included the medical industry, which included the pharmaceutical industry, which included the multinational global yeah. elite, so to speak. So take me on take me on this journey in relation to your six six sections there. Yeah. Well, I'm afraid I'm gonna give you some bad news at the beginning, Pete. I, I, I think I think we're I think we're um we're still not waking up. I think we're we're in the propofol haze of a um, a semi-local anesthesia that has a general haze on it. Um, so, um, <laughs> so say that again. That was brilliant. Say that again. Yeah. Well, I I, I just I, I sometimes when people say they're waking up, I'm always concerned that they they're kind of doing the Michael Jackson version of waking up. They've injected themselves with propofol, and they're kind of in the haze of of of, of coming out of one thing. So. Um, let me let me take us since I since I introduced the wheel behind me and and since by the way you're wearing the exact same geometry, you know the flower of life mm-hmm. by its very definition is what the star of David was, which is what all ancient iconography is. It's the dual triangulation of as above so below. That's that's kind of the underlying mathematics of a six pointed perspective. That's the reason why the flower of life is six. That's the reason why. The six elements that we have in our integral accounting. That's why the Star of David is dual triangulation, et cetera. So I just wanted to point out that the symmetry is really important, but let's go into it for a minute. The fact is that if we go back and we look basically since 1776, what we see is that commodity 
redefined what humanity was. And so we're going to go around the six dimensions of the wheel. We were told that tea, cotton, coffee, sugar, um, you know, silk, trade, opium, we were told that that was the basis around which we were going to organize our civil society. So we, we built a commodity-based industrial model. Adam Smith, and obviously in 1776 with the Wealth of Nations, wrote the Bible of the commodity consumption-based religion. And then as we went through the 1800s, we had what we called the Industrial Revolution. Now, it wasn't. There's tons of industry for millennia before that, but the Industrial Revolution was the automation of consumption. And so the factories, the, the belching smokestacks, the, the, the entirety of this structure we built, built a custom and a culture that said preeminent to the human experience was not going to be the interaction with the land, which was what the agrarian society was, but rather we were going to turn this into a consumer-based economy and a consumer-based society. And so factory living, factory production, you know, the idea that you go and get a job was the custom and culture input that was the 19th century, which gave rise to our education system. Knowledge became conformity to manufactured production. And so across the 1800s, we saw that we moved from the classics, the ideas of expanding our awareness, expanding knowledge, sampling from cultures and languages and everything else. We said, no, no, no. Education is now about rote. It's about quality control. It's about how well you fit as a cog in the machine. So knowledge became complacent acquiescence to being a cog in the wheel. Value was, as you know, everybody from Adam Smith right up to Morgenthau in the 1930s was very clear that value was the rent extraction where you prostituted your time so that you could get paid enough to fall into the consumption trap, the utilities that you had to have, a chicken in every pot, a car in every garage, an outlet in every house, a telephone in every house. These were all things that we were told we had to have. So the monetary system in 1913, right up till 1933, was corrupted to give us a picture that said, we work for a living, but we define living as stuff. So we didn't define living as living, we defined living as the absence of, you know, some sort of destitution or poverty. We didn't actually ever define living other than the consumption of stuff the idolatry of consumption, which gave rise to technology. If we go back and we look at the 1930s to the 1970s, a very interesting phenomenon occurs. Do you realize, Pete, that the idea of depreciating assets for tax purposes was actually an invention of the late 1920s when it was thought that there were as many cars as anybody would ever buy. The market was... I really hope you enjoyed the first half of this podcast. If you'd like to listen to the rest, please visit evolvenetwork.tv. That's evolvenetwork.tv. We'll see you there. The information, views and opinions expressed in this podcast should not be treated as a substitute for nutritional, medical or other advice by a qualified professional. Guests in this podcast express their own opinions, experiences, and conclusions. Nothing in this podcast should be used to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any medical condition. 
Neither Pete Evans nor any sponsor endorse any views, opinions or conclusions expressed or shared in this podcast.